Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Welcome. I'm so excited for you to get to hear from my friend Martha Bauman today. Martha and I have known each other for, I think it's been like 25 years. We first met when our girls were friends at Regents School of Austin. So welcome, Martha. Thank you, Barbara. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's just so fun to um, get to visit with you and hear a little bit about you and as we have talked a little bit about your strengths. One of the things I um, remember, I mean, so many fun times we've had together over the years as we've watched our girls grow up. And recently I was just thinking of what a special time it was, just them being in each other's weddings and just countless memories. But do you remember the first time Rachel spent the night at your house a long time ago? Refresh my memory. Well, we were going, I was going on a trip out of the country because we were going to move for a little while. And um, I hardly knew you and you offered to have Rachel spend the night. And I just remember that they hit it off, but they, you know, had, they're both strong, lovely girls. And it was just funny to hear some of the memories of their time together. So sweet. So anyway, we could talk for, for hours about those kind of things. But um, recently, last year, I guess it was right before COVID started, um, we were at an event at Regents. It was alumni event for um, moms to share different things that they had learned. And I remember you were the MC of the meeting. And I've seen you over the years do a lot of things, but I was so excited to just hear you and watch you in action because you you're just made to be an MC, and it was just so fun. And I remember coming up to you and saying, asking if you had ever heard about string finders. So tell me, what do you remember about that? Well, I remember um, just you're inviting me to to explore my strengths, and I have never done anything like that. I, and Barbara, I have to say, going through the process with you was really one of the highlights of 2020 and being in lockdown with COVID. Oh, that's <laughs> because fun. I, um, I have two part-time jobs and one of them is working with the elderly. And that really went on hold um, immediately when COVID started because I was part-time. The nursing homes didn't want me coming in and out once a week they only wanted the girls coming in that come every day. And so um, that was about the time you followed up with me and said, let's, let's do this. Let's do the process of, of core clarity and learning your strengths and see, and see who you are. And so I was so excited about that and really loved the time that you and I spent, even though we were not face to face, we were in each of our homes, but 
over many in many different sessions of talking through my homework and my self-reflection and I I learned so much. I really think that I'll always remember that I did that during COVID. Well, um, let's back up a little bit. I forgot to ask you like who you are, where you live and what you do. I mean, you mentioned a little bit about what you do and then um, tell us what your top five strengths are that you learned about. All right. Um, I am married to Eddie and we uh, have five children. We both grew up in other cities, but moved to Austin with his work many years ago and have been here ever since. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for 20 years, and once our baby got his driver's license, that's when I pursued maybe part-time job for something to occupy my time and something I could enjoy. Um, And my sister-in-law at the time started this home health agency to support elderly with caregivers and hospice and home health therapy. So I hopped on first as a caregiver and second as a marketer, being a liaison between the family and the agency. Um, so that that is what I do. My second job is selling organic wine, and that's a whole nother story. But because, uh, because my home health job I'd been doing for seven years and because it was on hold, I really went through this process with my wine business in mind. Um, and it that's the way I answered so many of these questions. And it really, really helped my business grow last year. Um, oh, my t- yeah, go ahead. Tell us your top five strengths. Yeah, I was getting ready to answer part two of the question. My top five strengths were number one, communication. Two, positivity. Three, woo. Four, includer. And five, harmony. Okay, so that is so, like when I heard what those were, what yours were, I was like, of course, of course, those are Martha's strengths. What did you learn about communication? I mean, I know, um, yeah, what were just some insights that you unpacked as we talked about your communication? Well, I was a communications major at the University of Texas. So I was not surprised to see that as number one. I loved majoring in it, and it has really been a part of my life ever since. I, I think in words, it's words are my natural go-to, uh, communicating um, much more with words than ideas or numbers. So I... I, I wasn't surprised by that. Well, um, I know one of the things that you said is that you are like a natural storyteller, and I've seen that over the years. Like, how does that tell me about just how much you love telling stories or a little bit more about how you use your words? Well, when I first studied journalism, which is was my major in communications, it, it was really because a high school journalism teacher, well, a high school English teacher told me to take her journalism class, and then she encouraged me to major in journalism. 
which I did, never wavered, stayed on course all four years, loved my major. But um, feature writing was my expertise, not news reporting. And feature writing is storytelling. So they would put, they would put me in charge of on the high school newspaper of the articles like, "What's your favorite Valentine story?" You know, and I would interview different people and tell the story and weave it all together. I've always talked in analogies. I I talk in word pictures um, to help make a point. And just listened to a TED talk this morning on storytelling that I could have given. <laughs> just really? About, yeah, just about how when you're communicating, statistics and numbers don't pull someone into the story as much as descriptions of crunchy snow and, you know, cold weather and ways that you can tell a story that really makes that person transcend to be where, where you want them to be in, in communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, while we were at Regents, I know you did a lot like with the, is it the West Austin News? Yes. Yeah, what was, so you would just have different stories of things happening at Regents or what was that like? Well, what happened was since we were at the school from the first year, we we didn't really help. We didn't start it, but we were there to help it grow in year one. And I didn't really have a big role or a big job. I wasn't a teacher, but we were so small. And it just naturally, I thought we need to get in the community newspapers. So I started writing articles and submitting them. But I told the paper, please don't put my name on these, put your name on them. Because, um, you know, I'm at the school. So I really, I guess I should have written them as a press release. But they were stories and they grew to trust that my stories of field trips, my stories of learning, being outdoors were legit. And they printed just about everything that I sent over there. So I always tell people I was putting my, my journalism degree um, to use pro bono for Regents because we got a lot of free publicity being in the paper, a little bit in the Austin American Statesman, but they were harder to get things published in. The small community papers were eager to take an article. So, hmm. That's great. Do you um, enjoy like being up front? Like, like I said, I love watching you MC and just you're so natural with the um, like connecting people or throwing in a little story, but is that something that you get to do a lot or do you pursue doing things like that? I would say I really haven't emceed before that day. I've given my, my spiritual testimony in front of small women's groups. I've spoken at the, um, you know, our version of the PTA, our RPC meeting and shared insight on having kids raising teenagers or whatever. So I've, I don't love public speaking because I do still get a little bit nervous that I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. But uh, the emceeing was, was maybe easier for me than giving a full talk because all I was doing, I was I was the includer, the connector, 
connecting uh-huh. each of these women that stood up and told a small story. And that came real naturally for me, more than being the keynote speaker. Yeah. Does that make so, sense? Yeah. Even like you said, with your includer and then also your woo of just like you can, you never meet strangers, I don't think. <laughs> and um, so it's fun just to see that in action. I think, especially because, you know, we're, just in our culture, we hear people speak all the time or do different things. So it is really encouraging, comforting, inspiring when someone does it well, like you do. And so anyway, I just was just encouraged to see see you in action and think about your strengths of what that what that really looks like. So um, I, I have been in charge of things, but I often tell people, I think I make a much better number two person. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, my husband and I were, were the PTA or the RPC chairman. And, and that role was fine because it was raising up leaders for different things and events mm-hmm. for the school. So there was some connectiveness in that, but I don't major on the details, so sometimes things fall through the through the cracks when yeah. I'm the person in charge. I like being, I like I like tasks. So if I'm second in command, I do a really good job because I ask a lot of questions, I get clarified what's needed to be done, and then I go do it. Yeah, well, and you're you're great at um, recruiting and promoting and get selling something, getting someone to, to want to do something. So I I see how all that kind of comes together easily for you. Well, and that's where core clarity made a a real difference in my wine business, because we're a multi-level marketing or network marketing company. And so we own our own small business, but we recruit others to our team and to the company. And my, you know, my major was communications, journalism's my degree, but we had to specialize in journalism. And I wasn't in news reporting or photojournalism, I was in public relations. So those skills that I learned on that sequence of journalism were already, I think, God-given gifts and talents of mine to be able to recruit or persuade or um, mentor someone. And I, I've i been able to see those are tools in my tool belt for my wine business. But mm-hmm. on, a per, on a personal note, I love leading um, young women, either one-on-one or in a small group in their faith. And mentoring can be down that avenue as well as my business. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how your harmony strength has held you back or maybe move you forward. Uh, Well, I'm a number nine on the Enneagram, so I'm a peacemaker. And all that sounds good and darling until you realize the bad part of that is you hate difficult conversations, you avoid conflict, you beat around the bush. And so, you know, harmony can be a pro, but it can also be a con in that you've got to 
got to learn to assert yourself and not not be afraid of what others think or be afraid of hurting someone's feelings. The includer part kind of tramps in too on not wanting to hurt feelings, wanting to include everybody. And that can be messy sometimes. So I, I just love learning all of it and knowing this is who I am. It's who I've always been. And um, it's really like God's whispering in my ear, you know, how he made me. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's so fun to kind of see these different things kind of, I mean, kind of like in boxes or whatever, but just to see, see how that describes you so perfectly. And I have, have there been other things that you've really seen, like as you use all of these um, talents together, I think, you know, just at our age, hopefully we're getting to the point where we're really doing things that do encompass these, our top talents, but is there anything else even lately in the last couple years that you think, oh, I just loved doing that. Well, I can go through all five of them. Communication, guess who writes the obituaries when three grandparents die over the course of five years? I wrote all three of them. I loved writing them and they, they were well-written. So yeah, I got got trained to do that. And um, that's a story to tell of a person's life. Um, Right. The, the positivity, um, I, 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 and I guess woo also, I love connecting with people and then I love connecting people to each other that don't know each other. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quick to refer a physical therapist to three friends because I want them to know him and I want him to know them. And then all of a sudden he's picked up three clients and I'm not doing it for a benefit of any reason, but it's how I roll. So I love helping people feel valuable and I love making new friends and I will make new friends till the day I die. My circle can't ever be too big. Um, the Lord, the Lord told me one time, the day you say I'm too busy to make a new friend is you're shutting the door on what I have for you because He's going to continue to bring people into our lives forever. And we need to be open to that for what we can do for them, what they do for us. And so um, the harmony, I I feel like sometimes I am the peacemaker, both in my immediate siblings and family, the bigger family and my husband's also, because with, you know, with the death of grandparents, we've had, we've sorted through belongings and and sold houses and and all that can be uh, a hotbed for misunderstanding and people can be short with each other. So I feel like harmony has come into play to just include a sense of humor in so much of what we do keeps things from getting heavy and hard. Mm, yeah, that's good. Wow. Well, that's really fun just to see, see all those in action. And, um, it's so encouraging to me just to see how you were kind of stepping, not stepping into, I feel like I've seen you do those kinds of things all as long as I've known you, but really seeing you just 
take those opportunities and enjoy those things. Um, is there anything that you think would be helpful for somebody that has any of these talents or kind of warning or just a little word of advice, or maybe that they, they love someone that has one of these, or they're trying to understand one of these talents a little bit more, any two cents that you would have for them? I think we just need to be present and eyes wide open. We need to all be better listeners instead of, you know, loading our guns to talk back really because I think, I think, um, our loved ones, our dearest friends, they communicate more than meets the eye about what they need, what they want. So I think I think just revisiting listening in mm-hmm. our relationships and um, and being open to hearing what's behind what someone's saying because a lot of times someone's saying, "You've hurt my feelings." but that's not how they said it. They, they said it in a way that they were communicating something really different. But if you're listening with your ears and your spiritual ears, a lot of times you're going to hear, wow, I hurt her feelings. And you can address that. Um, another thing I wanted to say that I, I so highly recommend this exercise for any of you that are listening. It's, it's really self-discovery and there's, never an age too young to do it or an age too old to do it, but it came at a perfect time for me being an empty nester and um, really just how am I going to spend the next 20 years of my life? What, what hobbies, passions, how do I want to serve the community volunteering um, in Austin? So this really helped me realize that I'm, I am on the right track. It, it solidified the, the volunteer work I'm doing, my part-time jobs, and the role I play in both sides of our family. The uh, the time I spent with Barbara has homework, and we get back together, and we talk, and I was very diligent about doing it all. And I loved the exercise where you looked at all the other talents that you don't have that did, that, that did not have well. I, I thought it was very kind of them to let us revisit <laughs> them all. And so we had to say the talents we were surprised or shocked weren't in my top five. The talents I knew wouldn't be there, which mm-hmm. were long and lengthy on my list of everything internal that's analytical, futuristic, um, learning, <laughs> uh, strategy, Every, yeah. because I, I'm an extrovert on steroids. So I'm not a brainiac that likes to read all day on a Saturday and then <laughs> deliberate no. about the, I'm terrible in book club. I don't read the book <laughs> and then all I want to do is talk. So yeah. don't invite me to be in your book club. I'm, I'm not, I don't have <laughs> enough in intellection to do that, but I thought that was a really great exercise. And um, it, it was just one of many, many of our week's work that I thought was, it's just a lot of fun and it's very insightful. And I think most people have done very little self-discovery unless they've 
taken an Enneagram test and that even that they might know their number, but they don't know very much about that Mm -hmm. number. This really is so much better because it not only tells you who you are, but then it explains all those attributes and the pros and cons and how they play into your life. I, I really enjoyed it. Can you do it more than once? I can do it again Um, next year. Well, the thing that's neat about it is really it's um, it's designed to help people understand their individual talents, but also I lead workshops with teams or I, recently I've met with the family of five and helped their whole family understand each other a little more. But it's really helpful with a team, like when you're working together and to see there's all kinds of different exercises that you can learn, can go through with the other people in the group because you learn everyone's talents that are in that group. And then also, Oh, these ones can collide. And I mean, when I'm just doing with you, I, it's hard to know, Oh, which talents collide with the ones that you have. So, um, oh, so um, it's very, there's a lot of layers to it. And I think, um, I know one um, friend that I've talked with a lot is just kind of revisited a lot and she's really, um, understanding so much more about herself through it. But um, thanks for that encouragement, Martha. And I, I do want to say, I think that you definitely were my A plus student in all the people I've met with. <laughs> that, that was really motivating to me because I felt like it really did hit um, something that you were cared about and were thinking about for yourself. And a lot of times I think we can be lazy and think, well, just tell me, what do I do with this? Or what does this mean? But but you filled out all the sheets so thoroughly. And so that was really encouraging to me because the more work any of us put into understanding ourselves or even thinking, well, how can I develop this particular strength or how does it get in the way of things that I want? It's like, I can't really give you all those answers, but I can mm-hmm. kind of lead you on that path to kind of unpacking some of that. Well, I'm a communicator, so I like, and I'm a writer, so I liked filling all this out and answering the questions. And I wrote down a quote you said, and that's, this is a journey to learn to understand my talents and strengths so I can build my life on them. Mm. I love that. Yeah. So we can be the the best version of ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it it's so simple, but sometimes we get bogged down with so many so much information and so many things we're all doing, but it's like we're we've been given our life and we've been created with different talents and the more that we really step into those and use those and use them to bless others, it's like wow, that's so motivating and um well, it's encouraging just, how it, it should be. It comes so naturally. And so much of what we're trying to do or trying to be or working at our jobs or roles we have to play in our family don't come naturally. They're hard. They, they're they hard. They go against the grain of what we're good at. I, I don't want to work on budgets and, and how much to spend in each category. My eyes roll back in my head, but I have to. So when it's something that comes naturally, it's it's delightful to put those um, attributes and talents 
into practice because it just feels right. And I think yeah. anyone, anyone that goes through this exercise with you will come out on the other side saying that was worth every minute that I spent on that because you, you're so much more aware of who you are and who God made you to be. Yeah. Well, great. Well, that's exciting. I, I appreciate just your encouragement and seeing how, um, so how it opened your eyes to, to a lot of things. So, well, one last question I have, Martha, is um, what has brought joy to you lately or put a smile on your face? Um, I, I, I'm going to tie this back to, to core clarity because I told you all that my home health work was set aside during most of 2020 and that this budding little organic wine business that I have was the glasses and lens through which I did this exercise. And so I think the proof in the pudding is that my business doubled twice last year from, wow. uh, from April to summertime and from summertime to Christmas time. And that's amazing. I, I'm, I appreciate that. I think that's putting to use the things that come naturally. And that, so that's brought a smile to my face. Probably bigger than that would be my granddaughter that got married. uh, Sorry, my granddaughter that was born in August and my oldest son that got married in Istanbul, Mm. Turkey in September. Those were the two big smiles of um, 2020. Oh, no, it's so sweet to see those pictures of those such meaningful times. Yes, it was a hard year for all of us, but most everybody has come up with at least one something that was a huge blessing that came out of a dark and difficult time. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Martha. This has been so fun just to talk with you. And I know things you shared will be helpful for our listeners. So thanks for making time to share some of the things that you've been thinking about, about you and your strengths. Thank you, Barbara. I enjoyed the time together. Thanks for asking me. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.